Hello, everybody. My name is Carter Holland, and this podcast, uh, my guest Gloria and I uh, went to high school together, and for a little bit, that's where we met. And we're she's actually currently working on her master's, but um, at WT as well. And um, she studied abroad, did a lot of cool things at WT, which I want to kind of want to talk about. So, Gloria, what's happening? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yes, of course. I'm so excited. I've been excited ever since you've asked me. Um, I've never been on a podcast. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm super excited, though, um, going back, just because we have known each other for a while. um, And I love everything that you're doing. And of course, we we, uh, reconnected back in uh, college in our undergrad. And so that's super cool, too. So I just love that whatever you're doing out here, doing your podcast, sharing your voice and doing all these cool things. And so I, I love it all. But um, yeah. right now, um, after I graduated with my undergrad in communications and I have a minor in ad PR, um, I went into doing marketing for, well, I, I kind of, let me, let me backtrack a little bit. I got into marketing and doing like social media and stuff like that mm-hmm. in my undergrad because um, I went study abroad to South Africa and I probably am jumping the gun a little bit. I know you mentioned it. So I'm just going to go ahead and get into the groove of going with the flow of telling you how I got back into like doing photography and social media and stuff like that. So I went study abroad to Cape Town, South Africa with the communications department at WT. And with it, with them, I was able to like get back in the groove of taking photos and understanding the process of like of doing a campaign um what else did we do we we helped two nonprofits, so we got to you know help them establish where they want to be on social media how they want to grow to um, for their audience and stuff like that and so whenever I got back I was like you know what I'm gonna look into doing a minor and something that has to do with media um because I am just on the communication side so that just means I can go into a corporate and I could fix their communication problems or barriers that they might have between employees and the their outside world of the like of the corporation and so I was like you know what I'm going to change it up a little bit I'm going to see what I what else I am interested in so I added my minor in ad PR I got it onto Buffalo Advertising which is a organization well it's a class within an organization at WT and we did a campaign for Pakistan so um, I don't know whoever listens, if you're not from the Amarillo area, Pakistan is one of the, um, how do you say it, family owned and operated convenience stores that's been a while, oh, around for a good while. And it's on their, I think, third or fourth generation of family that's running it. And it's super cool. So we got to do um, a campaign for a local um, how, what do you say, like a local business. And so um, that just kind of trended, like it followed with me. And after that, I graduated in May of 2021 with my degree from WT. And I actually scored a big girl job working for the city of Amarillo and Parks and Rec. And I am the marketing coordinator for them. Wow. And I absolutely love what I do. Yes. That's, that's amazing. That's really awesome. Congrats on doing that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. So you... Gosh, you kind of talked a lot, so I'm trying to process these things. Sorry. So I thought no, amazing yeah, yeah, things. you're good. You're so, good. <laughs> so you did a lot of amazing things. It sounds like so. Kind of to like take it back a little bit. You said you landed like your first big girl job, whatever, and anything like that, and went to like photography and kind of that's where it originated from. So why did you choose like that was your like was that something that was photography in that area always something you were interested in, or is that something that kind of developed over time? So 
crazy thing, after I left Tascosa um, and I moved to Slayton, I got into yearbook. And so with being in yearbook, I was like, I picked up my camera for the very first time. And I was like, this is kind of fun. I like it more as a hobby. Definitely not as a career path. I knew that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it just because I'm, I like capturing people in the moment. So I like to video record, like, and even to this day, I still like to be on my phone, like taking pictures of other people. I like to record them and their reactions and stuff. And so I knew I had an interest in it in high school. And so I was able to be the, what do they call the athletic photographer. So Mm -hmm. I did a lot of the sports photography, but of course, you know, after a while I kept growing with it, growing with it. And I was like, no, I kind of like just doing lifetime shots. I don't like just doing sports. I knew sports was definitely not in my um, top pick, but then that's whenever, but whenever I got to college, I kind of like I let it go in a sense because I was like, I need to focus on what I'm coming into school for. And did I know exactly what that was? No, absolutely not. I'm going to be completely honest. I came to WT and I was like, I'm just going to be a communications major because you can do anything with that, right? Like it's yeah. it's broad enough to be like, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this, whatever. And so I was like, I'm just going to stick with communications. Um, I know I'm good at talking. I love to talk. <laughs> and um so that's what it, what, it, what it was really for me. And like I said, when I went study abroad and I was able to pick up my camera again and I was like, wow, I've missed this. Like, I didn't realize this could be a big part of my life. Not that I would ever be a professional photographer. Not that I ever would, you know, if, but if there was an opportunity for me to take photos for somebody, I definitely would, you know? And so yeah. it's just kind of, that's kind of where it got brought back up though. Um, I started in high school, I dropped it and then it got brought got brought back up whenever I was in college. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. So you, you so it all started from just something in Europe, like from high school and just kind of picked it back up like later on. Yes. That's pretty awesome. So uh, was that something like you said, like going into photography, like I was a communications major too, just because it was so broad. And that was the same reason why too, because I'm a big sports person. And mm-hmm. it feels like for me, I'm like, I have no like athleticism, my athleticism left whenever I left high school. So anything that I had so um I felt like I'd rather talk about sports and be in sports after college you know so that's kind of what I went into it so it's pretty cool that you found your your passion for photography capturing you said everything people in the moment and anything like that so that's pretty cool that you were able to associate something with that and take it to with you to college that's pretty awesome so um so like you said you kind of studied abroad so that's what I want to kind of dissect a little bit too if that's cool with you so um so when you're undergrad, when you're getting your bachelor's in communication and anything like that, so what interested you to study abroad in the first place? So let's start there. Okay. What interests me to study abroad? That's actually a really good question because I wasn't looking into studying abroad because it's expensive, right? Like, and at the, at the time I was paying for college pretty much on my own. I would have to find um, scholarships. I was on FAFSA. I was on financial aid. Same. I... Yeah, you know, and so it was just kind of like, "Mm, study abroad is definitely not in my, like, in my mind at the time. And so, but we had, I don't, I don't know if you ever remember of having the communications, uh, it's at the beginning of the school year where we talk about everything that's going to happen through that, through that semester and stuff. I forgot what they call it, though. Kind of like a... I know you're talking about like a communications meeting. They have it like the beginning of every semester. Yes. I know you're talking about, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So that I I don't know what they call it though. Anyways. Yeah. So 
I had went to it because I went to all of them and they were talking about how Dr. Osiwari and uh, Professor Connie Baum were going to do again, go to st um, South Africa to study abroad for media, media around the global media around the world um, focused on specifically um, but I forgot what the topic mainly was, but I was like, hmm, that kind of seems interesting. They're like, they're having an interest, like an interest meeting. If anybody wants to go at this time, whatever. So I went just to see what it really was about because, because again, I was just a communications major. I didn't have nothing along with media yet. I, but I was just intrigued by it. So I was like, mm -hmm. you know what, I'm going to go see what it, what they're talking about. And then from there, I'll decide if, that's something I want to do. And so that way I can set aside money for it and work even twice as hard to, you know, be able to pay my way. Mm -hmm. So I went, I started talking to Dr. O and well, I probably should call her Dr. Osiwari because not everybody knows her by Dr. O, but <laughs> um, I talked to her about it and she told me that what it really is, it's two volunteer, that two programs that we're going to volunteer our time to one, we're going to help um, restructure the social media and show what their story is about, like a timeline of their story, do yeah. some video, capture some pictures and stuff like that. And then the second one was we're going to build um, an after school program library for the kids in a township that whenever they're done with school, they have a place to go and still learn, be able to learn and read and write and do mathematics problems or do homework there or whatever it might be. So I was like, it's an after school program. So I was like, oh, okay, that seems interesting. And so there, that was that. And mm -hmm. then I was like, well, how much does it cost total? And she told me the price. Did I tell you that price right now? Absolutely not. But <laughs> she told me the price and I said, all right. I was like, I think I can probably make that work. Um, I came back home. I did the little math that I know how to do and I calculated and I was able to afford it. And I went ahead and just was like, here you go. Here's my money. I'm going, I'm all in. Um, and so that was, that was something that was an experience on my own, just because like I said, being a, a first generation college student, paying, paying for college on your own, um, finding other alternative ways to pay for college because college is not cheap, right? Everybody knows that. Um, it, it was, it was nice to know that I was able to do something for myself and not rely on anybody. That's amazing. So that's, wow, that's pretty cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's pretty cool that yeah, of course. you were able to do that and go to Africa and live those experiences, you know, as a college student. Cause it was like, I've never been out of the United States before. So be able to go to, you said Africa, right? Yes. South Africa. Yes. South Africa. So that's pretty cool to live that experience and just do all of that, you know, just to do after school program and anything like that. But did it ever hit you at all, like while you were there, when you came back, like, wow, I actually got to do, got to South Africa. Did it ever hit you at all? And yeah, so, no, like, it, no, it like, and I'm glad you asked that because it hits me a lot all the time. Like, I don't really realize it until I'm able to actually talk about it to somebody, or if somebody's like, "Hey, Gloria, like, what's like the craziest place you've ever visited that's not in America?" You know, and then I'm like, "Oh, yeah. yes, I got to do this," <laughs> you know, but if if there's a chance I could ever talk about it, I definitely would. Mainly because one, South Africa and the places like Cape Town that we we stayed in, it's very um, it's very Americanized, right? But the two townships that we visited are nothing that you would be able to wrap your head like head around it, like at all. And um, 
it, it made me realize <laughs> that I'm a spoiled brat. Like I got back and I was just like, they have nothing. They don't, they don't have shoes. Half of their clothes don't even fit them correctly. Oh. They literally have no trash cans to throw their trash away. So that's why there's trash up and down and flooding the streets. Like there's, there's so much that's wrong with a lot of those townships there because they're kind of somewhat like a community um, that you would see in Amarillo, right? We have the barrio and then you have city view and you have the like hillside and the colonies and you have all these stuff. So that's, that's pretty much what a township is within this bigger town. But mm -hmm. you have part of the town literally split by train tracks where it's the nice side and then it's the poor side. Mm -hmm. And so when we got there, I was like, wow, like it's totally different, right? Like we landed and we're like, wow, this is so pretty. And then you actually go somewhere else and it's, it's really not. But being able to experience that firsthand, I was kind of like shocked and amazed at the exact same time. It was definitely culture shock. I can tell you that. Um, one, because you're in a different environment in general. And then two, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm very light complected for being Mexican. So it's like, wow, like this is, this is the difference, you know? And so, like I said, I hit a lot of culture shock, a, a lot of different um, language barriers were shared as well. They do speak English. Um, it's not like they don't, it's just more of the fact uh, it's not their first language. Yeah. So, um, but it was definitely a, a life experience that I will never ever forget. And if I could ever go back, I definitely would. I definitely would go back. And if I could live there, I would live there. Like <laughs> I, I loved it. I, it was so much fun. It was different. We got to do a lot of um, touristy things as well. We were able to, um, what is that called? A safari. We were able to oh, go yeah. on a safari. That oh, really? was super Mm -hmm. um, and then we got to visit with another college that was coming in from, I think, oh, I, I can't even tell you where they were from, but there, there, that college was a D1 college and they were able to bring in like um, tablets for the kids there for the after school program, which was super oh, wow. cool too. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So there was a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of things that we got to do. We got to visit one of the seven uh, wonders in the world, which was Table Mountain, uh, some of us went on a hike for the lion's head. Um, we visited the sea, like seal rock, but I forgot what the actual name is, but that's where like a lot of the seals in the whole world, um, actually go and visit or stay there and live there. So, and then I don't know if you knew this, it's just a fun fact, but penguins live in South Africa. Who knew? I didn't know at all. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I learned every day. Um, but like, what was your, you sound like you did a lot of great stuff there while you're there, like doing not just after school programming stuff, but like doing actually like getting like, see, see, like you said, learn like you said, a little bit of culture shock. Cause you said here in America, we see so many different things, but when you actually leave mm -hmm. the country and see that stuff firsthand, it's really different. You know, you really could see how much, how, you know, beneficial like, like oh good we live it have it here you know but um like yeah. what what was like i'm trying to think like was it, i also think about that when you said too they speak english they're like what i didn't even think about when you're talking about them like how was it like as a communications major like i don't get how we, we could have communicated from one person to another there you know like was that yeah something, was that something like was that something like going into it you thought it was going to be difficult or was that something you really didn't think about at all well 
at first I was like, it's going to be difficult because, you know, their primary languages, I, I honestly couldn't tell you what their primary language is because I think they know at least seven different languages. And so that's, that's cool in itself. Um, but whenever I never really thought about it until we landed in Germany and I was like, wait, how are we going to talk to them? Like not in a rude way, but like they don't know our language and we don't know their language. And then that's when, um, professor Baum was like, no, Gloria, they can speak English. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, and I could barely speak English myself. <laughs> like they can speak English, this, this, and like, it was just very, it was very different because it's not like something that you're going to think firsthand, but at the same time, whenever you're getting closer, you're like, well, how am I supposed to communicate with him? And I'm supposed to be a communications major, you know? And <laughs> yeah. so it was, it was one thing that crossed my mind, but there were so many other things that crossed my mind too. Like what, what atmosphere are they in? How are they living? What do like, what do they eat on a daily? What do they like? What, how do they dress? Do they have morals as to how to dress, you know, and different things like that. That's what was really crossing my mind. And I was like, what kind of food do they have? Like, yeah. do they have a cheeseburger? <laughs> like, do they have pizza? Like, or do they not call it what we call it? You know, like yeah. it could be, I don't know, whatever they want to call it, but you know, but for the yeah. most part, they did have everything. Like I said, it was very much Americanized there for most parts and so they did have a lot of the same things but like their um, ketchup is called tomato sauce they don't call it ketchup oh wow I yeah <laughs> so yeah another new thing right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's pretty interesting so like well you said you traveled you had to go to you had to go through germany that we said to get mm -hmm. there so what was mm -hmm. that like what was that whole process of just getting there and coming back like oh okay well getting there it Getting there and coming back was so long. It took, I want to <laughs> say 23 hours. So almost 24 hours a whole day to travel yeah. to across the world, which, which makes sense. Right. Yeah. But getting there was so exciting because you're like, we're going, we stopped, we flew from Dallas to Chicago, Chicago. We flew to Vienna, Vienna. We flew to South Africa on the way back. We did, which is Vienna. Where is Vienna? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which is in Germany, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to yeah, double check because, <laughs> and then on the way back we did South Africa, Frankfurt, Germany, and then we did Dallas. So we only did three stops. That's why I was like trying to make sure because we did three stops there, but they were different, and then three stops back. Okay. So that well. Let me just put it this way. This is the first time I've ever traveled outside of the United States myself and by myself. And I had no, no parents, right? We were all yeah. of age. So we, we were able to travel by ourselves. It's just more the fact I was like, <sighs> I don't have anybody here to help me. What happens if I get lost or, you know, this, that, and the other, but of course we didn't, we had a group. It's just, um, it was a lot of processing because you have to have your passport. You have yeah. to have your, um, for your flight, you know, your ticket and this and your luggage. And we had, oh, for each person, we had over like three, three luggages. So it's like a lot of stuff you're having to run in an airport with. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, that itself also was an experience, just flying, flying to get there. Um, but that, those emotions were so exciting because I was like, one, I've never been out of the country. 
too, I'm alone and I'm going to be able to come back and share all these experiences with everybody and tell them everything that I got to see and experience and eat and dress and do all these things. And so going there was so much exciting. Like it was so worth it, right? Like every minute was worth it on the way back. It's like, oh my God, I'm ready to be home. Like how many more airplanes do I got to go out on? How many more of this do I need to do? How much more of this? And it's just like, oh, I'm uncomfortable. The seats, the chair, like, you know, and all these things. But yeah. um, on the way back, here's the funny story. On the way back, we flew into Frankfurt, Germany, mm-hmm. and I got flagged for having explosive, um, what, do you, what do they call like explosive items in my bag? Oh, uh, really? What? Yes. And so it was... <laughs> I got separated from everybody and I don't have service, right? We're using the WhatsApp app to communicate and I have no service. They don't like my Wi-Fi disconnected from their Wi-Fi channel or from their Wi-Fi towers and stuff. So we're, I'm in this airport by myself and they're like wiping down like my clothes, my shoes, my computer or my laptop, my camera, my camera battery, my chargers, my AirPods, my backpack my makeup like everything everything that you can think of that was in my bag they wiped down to make sure nothing what could be an explosive well then something came back red which was my laptop battery and so they took my laptop and they had it somewhere else and then they made me pretty much not like strip but I had to take off my jacket I had to take off my shirt and I had to take off my uh jogger pants that were over my shorts um so that way they can check everything and then I was able, and then like the secure, like police came up, like Germany police came up to me and they were like, they're very aggressive because their language is very aggressive itself. And so yes. that was freaking, I was like freaking out. And I was over here trying to get a hold of my parents because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know where anybody's at. I'm by myself in Germany in a whole different country. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And finally they double checked it. They triple checked it and they quadruple checked it and nothing came back. Um, they told me, they asked me and they were like, where are you traveling to? And I was like, I'm going back to America. I'm from Texas. <laughs> and then they looked at me and they started laughing. They're like, okay, where are you coming from? I was like, Cape Town, South Africa. And they're like, what were you doing over there? And I was like, you know, and I felt like I was getting interrogated and I, I you know, I guess that's what you would call it though. And I was like, I was study abroad. I'm with WT. I am a college student. I was like, I was just here because we were, we were learning and they're like, oh, okay. Okay. And so whatever. Well, finally that police officer escorted me and we, he was able to help me find our group again. But wow. let me tell you now that I look back at it, it's pretty funny, but experience it first time. That's crazy. Like it's scary. <laughs> it was totally scary. I was like, am I going to jail in Germany? And I'm not going to come back, but Yes, that that was a whole other experience. Like I said, everything there was like, uh, yeah, it was it was it was something. Okay, that's all. <laughs> it sounds like it was like an experience and a half. It felt like I was there being interrogated myself, honestly, because <laughs> uh, I'd be like, knowing me, I'd be like having like panic attack after a panic attack. Like, what's going? Like, I don't know. The way that you handled it was like so crazy, like so good. Because I'm like, I don't know how I personally would have handled it myself. I'm like, I don't know. That's pretty cool. That's pretty <laughs> I felt like I was there. <laughs> I know, and they're like, and they even like, can I see your phone? And I was like, no, because I don't know how else I'm gonna get to be able to communicate with anybody. But I gave them my phone. It was just like, I don't know. It was in my head. I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. But I was like, I know 
you know, of course you have to cooperate with cops. So I was like, just, just go with what they say and tell them what they need to know. And I'll be back and I'll be back with my people that I do. I, I, and I was like, Oh, but there was so much, there was so much going on. <laughs> it sounds like it, but uh, how much longer, like after, like when you finally got back to America and anything like that, like back to, you know, um, Canyon or Amarillo and like how long, like after the study abroad, did you graduate with your undergrad? So I came back in 2020 of January, 2020, we came back. And then I graduated May of 2021. So I was pretty much almost two some. I only had two semesters left, two and a half semesters left. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you kind of mentioned, if you want to talk about it or talk about it, touch on it real quick. You said you're a first generation student, right? Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. I didn't know that about you. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So like, yeah. What? So, go ahead. Oh, keep going. No, you're oh, good. Was, you can say. I'm sorry. So it's like, what made you like? Awesome. First of all, congratulations on being a first-generation graduate. So, so, yeah. So, secondly, like, what made you like want to pursue a bachelor's degree? Like, be the first-generation graduate student. Like, what, like, what made you want to do all that? Mm, definitely. So, coming to college was hard because I did everything on my own. My mom is a disabled stroke patient, so she she has a lot of like speech problems. Um, she's paralyzed on her right side, and so. I never thought once in my whole entire life I was going to college because my mom wouldn't be able to afford it. Um, luckily, she got married and my stepdad takes really good care of her and they're happy. And he was like, hey, you know, my senior, early senior year or my junior, my senior summer before I became, went into senior year, he was like, hey, like, have you thought about colleges? And I was like, no, like, I'm probably going to enlist because I can't afford college. And he was like, enlist in what? I was like, I either want to, I was like, I really want to go into the army because, and I'll get, I'll, I'll come loop back around to it. I was like, but my dad was in the army. And so, and he was like, well, he was like, if that's really what you want to do, then by all means you can do it. He was like, but if not, you know, look into some colleges that you might be interested. And so I was like, okay, I went to go to tech. I toured, um, I realized it wasn't a fit for me. I really didn't like the, um, like big community and they kept telling us like you're just a number to these professors you're going to be just a number you're just a number here you're just a, like and yeah. some of the stuff that they were talking about and I was like I don't want to be a number like I have a name you know yeah. I'm not I'm not <laughs> stitched I'm not going to be experiment 626 like yeah. I'm I'm a person <laughs> I deserve to be known by my name and what I'm capable of doing so yeah. I was like I don't like that um talk to an army recruiter and because I only did tech like I was like if tech's not for me, I'm not doing it, you know, yeah. like kind of, I had that mindset and that's kind of shitty. Right. So, yeah. sorry. I don't know if I should be cussing like that. Oh, good. Talk that's freely. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah. Talk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let it eat. And, I don't um, care. Okay. And, um, so then I talked to an army recruiter and he was like, whenever we get closer, he goes, let's, um, you know, we, we, we sign about what you want to do. You need to take your test to see what your score is, to see what kind of job you can be doing, blah, blah, blah. I did all of that. I did all of it, Carter. I did all of it. And I literally was about to sign and fax papers over to my dad to sign off on uh, me getting enlisted. Well, then my mom had mentioned that I got into a wreck and I messed up my back and that I have a messed up back and stuff. And they were like, well, that kind of actually goes against, you know, what we allow when you're, you're first coming in like if you get hurt in the army we cover it but if you're hurt prior like we're not going to cover it 
so I'm over here just bawling my eyes out. So I was like, I don't like, I don't know what else I have in store for me. Right. Like like, college was not on the table. And so I was like, okay, whatever. I had like two more college days that I was able to use from high school. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go check WT. Like, I know it's close by, like, I was like, I'm, but I'm sure I'm not going to go. So we come to WT for, what do they call it? It's like a discover WT. Oh, yeah. yeah um it's on a saturday or whatever it's like that whole day type thing that wt did mm-hmm. so i came to i came to it i enjoyed it i had fun i liked it i was like this is not bad you know um but i didn't know what i wanted to do like i said i didn't know what i wanted to major in i didn't know what programs they had i didn't know anything so i was like yeah i was like i guess i can put in an application well i got accepted and i was able to pick a dorm room out and everything and I did it all by myself and I was like am I really going to college though like am I really going and I don't even know what I want to do with my life like I don't know if this is for like this is for real well it finally hit me because I had a panic attack in the middle of summer panicking (laughs) about what books I had to buy for my Mm -hmm. first you know classes and and seeing how much they cost I was freaking out so I was like I don't have any money like I'm I don't I haven't started a job so I was like I don't know how I'm gonna do this I don't know how I'm gonna afford this well luckily I got financial aid I got scholarships you know and so I was like okay I can do this 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 and I did first semester I flew by with flying colors and I was like okay and then it didn't I didn't hit me until I did my first semester and I was like wait I asked my mom I said mom did you go to college and she was like no she was like because well, back in the day, she was like, I just wanted to work and I already had you. She was like, I, d- I didn't want to go to college. And I was like, oh, okay. Then I asked my dad, I said, dad, you didn't go to college, right? And he was like, no, I, he was like, he calls me junior. He was like, no, junior, I enlisted in the army. And I said, oh, okay. And then I was like, wait, so that makes me a first generation. And everybody was like, yeah, Gloria, like you're a first generation college student. And I was wow. like, wow. Okay. <laughs> and that, that strived me to push even harder for my second semester. So, which was spring 2017. And I was like, I have to make straight A, I have to make A's and B's, A's and B's, A's and B's, no C's, no D's, no nothing like A's and B's, A's and B's and A's and B's. And that's what I did. And finally, I realized I was like, all right, I can do this. I can do this. Like, this is, this is new, not only to myself, but everybody that's in my family and around me. And I was like, and I have to, I was like, I don't want to just make myself proud. I have three younger sisters. I was like, I want to, I want to set the example for them. Like, I want them to know that if they don't want to go to college, don't go to college. If you want to go to college, accept, like, expect great things from yourself because yeah. in college, that's who you find who you are. Or you get to express who you are or yeah. you realize like, oh, I might be interested in this, but I'm really not interested in that like I thought I was. You know, it's, it's a free world, but you're also an adult and you get to yeah. make those by yourself. And what I always told myself too is like, if I want to go to freaking Walmart right now and buy me a whole cake and eat it, I damn well sure will do that. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, like yeah. my, my mom's not going to tell me, no, I can't have that much sugar. Um, but it was just, it's been experience. Like I said, with anything I go through, I feel like it's an experience in experience in itself. So after my first year of college, I came back home to live with my parents during the summer. And I was just happy at the fact that I got through my first year. And I was like, and it doesn't matter how long it takes me because I actually added a whole year of school for myself because I went study abroad. Mm-hmm. And because I was supposed to graduate of December of 2020, 
but I graduated May of 21. So I added, like I said, I added a whole another year pretty much, but that didn't stop me from being able to continue to love my education and doing the things that I wanted to do because in my undergrad, I was involved in so many things and I felt like I was over my head, but I actually, that's what got me through college. You know what I mean? For sure. So, but yeah, yeah being a first generation student, it's crazy because you're like wow like you're setting the bar not only for yourself but those who are you know under you and I have three little sisters so I have a a 17 year old or I say like they're my kids but Karina's Mm -hmm. 17 Katrina is 14 and Ruby is 11 um Karina is enlisting in the army we already know that she leaves she graduates in May she's going to go into the army Katrina um she just is now a freshman in high school she will be going to college she says she wants to go to college do we know what yet no she's just artsy she's a she's one of our she's our artsy girl so she likes to cook and she likes to do hair and all that fun stuff and then we have our youngest one ruby um and i saw her playing with legos the other day and i was like man she would be a great engineer she loves math but i told her i said what do you want to be when you get older she's like i'm going to be a vet so she might be one of our animal loving doctors (laughs) (laughs) doctors <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's pretty yeah. cool it feels like you sure being a first generation college graduate it feels like you really are setting the bar it feels like just for everybody around you because you know kind of my mother uh, was like the baby of eight kids and she was like her and my uncle were like the two youngest ones they were mm-hmm. the first generations in our family to graduate and me yeah. being the second generation it felt like they raised the bar but it feels like just my motivation for me like to keep rising, raising it, raising it more for younger people, you know, it feels like, I don't know why that's yeah. my motivation too. So it's pretty cool that you were able to share that. So thank you. That's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah of uh, course. Yeah. So uh, you said you were really involved too, like in, in your undergrad, like what were you involved with? So, oh, okay. I should have pulled out my resume for that one. Cause there's so much. Okay. So freshman year, I was part of the Emerging Leaders Academy. Then I joined leadership board. I was in leadership board for all five years I was in college. Um, and my last year I was president of that organization. I also was a part of first generation or first gen, which is a first generation um, um, organization, but you don't have to be first generation to be in that program. It's just another group that helps first generation students out a lot. So I was also in that. So I was vice president of that organization for two years. I was a buff leader for three buff, no, four buff brandings. And then I was a peer leader for three years. So I did that. (laughs) And then I was a Rogers lead scholar, yeah, Rogers lead WT scholar for a year and a half. Um, I actually ended quitting that one. um, And if you want to talk about it, we can. I ended up quitting that one just because I realized it was not a good fit for me and my morals and my beliefs. But then I also was in leadership board, first gen, peer leading, buff leader, Rogers lead. I believe emerging leaders. I believe that's it. Oh, really? I believe that's it. All of the, the, all of those are more of like our, my organizations, but I did do, um, teen emeralds of, uh, or the Emerald and Canyon, what is it called? TLAC. So teen leaders of Emerald and Canyon. I did that. Mm. I was also in Buffalo advertising. I did study abroad and then I believe that's it. Oh, wow. 
Let me ask you oh, this. I did SLR, so the student leaders relay. I did that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you, which one did you not do? Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, right, that right. Like, with the, Gloria, take away from all the organizations that you did. Which ones did you not do? Right? No. Yeah, I did a lot. I did a lot. I'm just kidding. But, I'm just teasing you. But um, <laughs> no, I did what, it. Uh, it's probably it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be a hard question for you to answer or not. But like, do you have a favorite one that you did, or maybe not a favorite one, but like one that when you look back and reflect on, you're like, okay, I had maybe a little bit more enjoyable memories than this one more than the other. Or do you have mm -hmm. any of that? Oh man. <laughs> I, I think the one that's really sticking with me is going to be leadership board. Oh really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Why is that? Just because it was different or? What, no. So, that? so whenever I was a freshman and I was doing emerging leader, emerging, emerging student leaders Academy, mm -hmm. Misty and Miguel came to me and they're like, hey, we would want you to apply to be on leadership board, be a board member. And I said, okay, like, what's that? And they're like, it's an organization we, we, we are rebuilding and rebranding to help with all leadership things that go on through the Office of Emerging Student or the uh, Office of Engagement and Leadership. And I said, okay, like, I mean, I don't know nothing, but yeah, I'll apply. So I did it, we underwent an interview and I got in. And whenever I went to my first meeting, they're like, guess everybody welcome. Gloria's our um, one and only freshman in the group um, or in the organization. And we find that she will be able to grow in this if y'all allow her to grow. Mm -hmm. So, and everybody else in there was all like sophomores, juniors and seniors in college. And so I was like the youngest one in there I have no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, I was very quiet in there. I was very shy. I was very intimidated. Let me just say that. I was very intimidated about everybody else because I was like, they have degree, like, you know, they're already halfway through their degree of knowing what they're going to do with their life. And I'm like, hi. Like, I felt like I was like the little minion there, just like, yeah. bop, 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 you know? And so I was, I was, that was the one time I can definitely say I was intimidated, but Throughout the four, the rest of the four years I was in it, I was able to grow. I was able to speak my mind. I was able to realize like who I am as a leader, why I want to be a leader, what I was drawn to, why I was wanting to always be drawn into leadership, why I found more success in those who participated in leadership programs and stuff like that. And yeah. so my last year when I was president, I, I stepped back a lot more because when people think of a president, they're like, they take charge, they do everything, it has to be their way, no, or nobody's yeah. way, they, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. whenever I was president, I stepped back so much that I let those that in the, in the organization with me, I let them handle everything unless they felt uncomfortable, and then I would handle it for them, or I would yeah. do it for them. But I realized where I was able to get to that point because of that program or because of that organization. I was able to grow. I was able to realize how how intimidated I was to how much I've bloomed and grown. Like I, I grew in myself. And so I can say I learned a lot in that one because I stayed with it from my freshman all the way to my senior year. Wow, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. It's having that leadership, you know, just having that, you know, different stance on, you know, being a president and having 
letting really your other people in your organization come up and learn that way. So that's pretty cool. So yeah. um, doing all that, you know, all through your undergrad career, you know, so um, you, you eventually graduated, you said uh, from WT with your undergraduate in yep. communications and a minor in as an ad and PR, right? Yes. Cool. So did, was, were you, when you graduated, were you already like thinking in the back of your head to like, I want to go get my master's or was that something like you thought of like after or before, like in the process of what was that like for you? So actually I'm glad you brought that up because whenever I graduated with my undergrad, I was like, I already had applied to three different jobs in Dallas and I all got accepted or like they wanted me, but I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, I need to continue my education. Like I love school. I want to continue my education in something more specific to what I want to be in. So I told them I all declined the job offers. And I was like, no, I think I'm going to stay back and apply or and go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And sadly, none of those companies that wanted me to go work for them, none of them offered to pay for my schooling. So hence why I'm not, you know, with them, obviously. <laughs> so, um, so whenever I told them I declined all the job offers, I actually, that's when I actually put in my application to grad school. And I was like, I don't know if this is for me. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find out. And so um, I did it. I got accepted and I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll, we'll take this journey and run with it and see where it leads me. I got through one year of grad school and I'm taking, I'm actually on a, I'm going to take a gap year because I'm trying to figure out if the program I'm in right now is really suitable for me or if I want to change it into market or to business with an emphasis in marketing. Um, And so that's where I'm at right now. I am still going back to grad school. Yes. But am I in grad school right now? No, because I'm trying to figure out if the pro, like I said, if the program is a right fit for me or not, because at WT, we, they have a new program called media manager or masters of arts and media management. Mm -hmm. And that's what I am in right now. But since it's such a new program, I feel like not, we don't, I say they don't, but in general, all of us don't know where that program leads or where it's going to go. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I really don't want to put in more work or more time and spend more money if I don't know if that's something I'm really wanting to pursue. Yeah, that's totally understandable too because I thought about, you know, even now I'm thinking about taking, going going back for my my master's, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm at that point like, where do I want to go get it in? So I totally get where you're coming from in that sense of like, if you don't, if you're not, if you're in something and the people who are there don't know really what it is either, and I understand. Like, so that all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and you know, and I, I probably should have done more research on my end, but it's more the fact that I'm like, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm going to be like first, be like, oh yeah, business with marketing, you know, it's not like yeah. something like that because I've already, I'm in the communication program. And so it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't really know. And then it goes back to me getting my undergrad I didn't know then either so how am I supposed to know now <laughs> like yeah, I know sure. what I'm interested in I know what I want to do but what's the right program for me that's what that's what's hard because I know a lot of people have trouble with that like or what happens if it's not even the program what happens and don't get me wrong I love WT right but I'm like sure. 
what happens if like WT is not the right fit for me anymore for my master's? What happens if I'm actually supposed to grow and go to tech or OSU or, you know, OU or whatever it might be. And so it's like, I should have taken that time to do my research to know where my right and my true fit is before yeah. jumping into it. But yeah, for sure. We all so, learn. <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm kind of learning right now too in that process of like research and everything like that too. Of like, I've that's it. That might go on and get my like that master's or you know graduate school is like, okay, it's there. The the desire to go is there, but like, what is what is it in like? It's that research phase. It's like crazy like what do I want to go do I want to go do this or xyz where is it at where do I need to go so all that's like I never realized how big of a process it is until I was in it you know like oh yes. no oh no you know so it's kind of a big thing so um kind of talk about like your experiences and stuff like that like with graduate school like before you wind down um did you have any like was there someone or something that in like was it, did you have any like influences like professors or anything like that at WT that really like pissed you or motivated you maybe or anything that like wanted you to go to here graduate school or like maybe well, not so much to influence you but you saw them like oh maybe this person I can look at my master's and do this or no I honestly don't think I was like I viewed somebody in an aspect that was like yeah you have your master's degree let me go get mine or nothing like that I think it was just more of the fact that I was like I love my education and I want to focus more on it and hone on to like hone on into a specific element of what I want to learn and since I had just gotten into the whole media side of things I was like I really want to do something with marketing or media or social media or graphic you know like stuff yeah. like that and so I was like For sure. maybe maybe I should do that new program because it's media management where it's on the communication side but on the business side as well mm -hmm. so I was interested in it Dr. O talked to me about it and I said okay Paula Schlegel I don't know if you know her I think you know her right yeah I love, you, I yeah. love her she's my absolute <laughs> angel she is my favorite human on this earth besides Professor Baum or Dr. Baum, her too. She's pretty great. No, she's but I had, I had talked to Schlegel because she was my advisor for my undergrad. And I said, what happens if I look into grad school? And she was like, Gloria, she was like, you could do grad school with, like with flying colors. She was like, you can go get your doctoral, you know, she's like with flying colors. You could do so many great things in this world, Gloria. She's like, but you have to know what you bring. And I was like, okay. And we, you know, me and her had a heart to heart about it. She's like, you've grown so much in your undergrad. She's like, but are you ready for that next step? And it was just kind of like, am I ready for that next step? Am I really ready to pursue more education into something that I'm not even sure I'm ready for, you know? And so now with my bid, like with finally getting a big girl job, I know that's what I want to do. So now I know I want to go get my master's in marketing and that's why I'm like taking that step back because I'm like if I go into the business side of it I said I told myself I was like is that really where I want to be or is it because I don't want to be in this program that I don't know where it's going to leave me yeah. you know and like I said it could also not even be WT it could be a, a totally different college for me right now but there was I don't think going back to your question though circling back I don't think it was ever a person it was just more of I was finally leaning on myself knowing like 
Gloria, you're a first generation student, right? It's going back to that. Like you're a first generation student. What do you want to see yourself? Like, how do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? And how do you want others to see yourself? Specifically my three younger sisters. And so um, that's what's really, that's what really got me to even apply in the first place. It was never really anybody other than myself. For sure. That's pretty awesome that you are still continuing to be that motivation for your siblings and your clients. That's, that's pretty cool. So um, you, you kind of mentioned how you got your big girl job or anything like that. We kind of talked about yeah. it earlier a little bit. So do you want to talk about that? So because we're kind of talking off air about it a little bit. And yeah, so that sounds pretty yeah. cool. Like, what do you like? So just, I guess, real quick, what do you do kind of, like, I guess, in a nutshell, what is that? What is it that you do? Ooh, okay. So in a nutshell, <laughs> I run five <laughs> different social media pages um, wow. for the city <laughs> under Parks and Rec specifically. I also do all the printed material and all the social media um, postings or like mm-hmm. graphics, I should say, social media graphics for social mm-hmm. media. And like I said, I do all the printed materials, whether that's going to be mm-hmm. um, through the mail posters, flyers, uh, save the dates, whatever you can think of, I can do, um, or I do. And then of course I go out and do all of our photography. So I do pictures for the zoo. I do pictures of our recreation programs in the summer. I do pictures for all of our special events. Um, I don't know. I know you're a Amarillo native. So if, I don't know if you know about the starlight theater, starlight cinema. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so those are all ran through my work for Parks and Rec, but I'm the wow. one that takes all their photos. Oh, wow, that's um, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I do all of that, um, and that's roughly roughly about it. If you think about it, yeah, because I do all this. Like I said, I, I run the social media Facebook pages and the Instagram pages and stuff. But other than that, um, yeah, I spend most of my time creating really cool graphics for them. <laughs> or I hope I create really cool graphics for them. For sure. I've seen some. It looks like you're doing pretty cool, like pretty great stuff for them. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Like, like what like, is there anything that you've learned like in that process of like anything new yet? Or is it just like you're still like gaining like that experience? I feel like I'm st- like, I don't feel like I'm learning anything that I haven't learned in my undergrad thankfully right because that means I actually learned a lot in my undergrad but I also feel like I'm learning a lot of government-sided views because Parks and Rec is under a government facility because we are owned or we're we work under the city of Amarillo so I'm realizing how to respond like and this is this is what I can say I've been learning I've been learning how to respond to social media comments that are kind of on the harsher side um of things because you know not everybody agrees with the city not everybody likes the government not everybody likes this that and the other right you're never nobody's ever going to be pleased and so what I am learning is how to respond to those who do have an issue with something or or to those who aren't as pleased or as happy with something that we're doing um I have been learning a lot I have a great 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 boss who allows me to explore my freedoms on my own but she guides me with it she's like you can do that but let's think about why that's probably not smart to do or we've said this wrong so let's think in the future like how we can better word something or you know and so I'm still learning in that aspect but when I say like I'm not learning I'm not learning anything graphic wise, 
that's what I'm not learning because I learned all of that in my undergrad. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. I'm just happy that you're actually doing something that you really like to and really like applying it to I guess real world stuff. Like in a situation, you know, working and doing something you really love and having great bosses and things of that nature. That's pretty awesome that you are doing all that. So I guess I have one more question, I guess, for you quick before we, before we, uh, we wrap things Sorry, up. Sorry, I don't know what I did. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, so I guess one last question, I guess, before we wrap things up is, um, is there any, like, what's next for Gloria? Is there anything, like, you're doing right now that approximately like that you, or anything, like, we kind of talked about, we touched on a lot, it feels like, so is there anything, like, for, like, your job, anything that you're doing, like, oh, people should really check this out? Hmm. I'm just trying to think no like we have like I just don't know if a lot of people know that Amarillo Parks and Rec does a lot of events for the community sometimes most of them are a lot or a lot of them I can say are free mm -hmm. and if not they're very low cost and so I really want to restructure our our story of Parks and Rec and let everybody know that if you haven't been to a starlight theater go if you haven't been to a starlight cinema go if you haven't checked out any of our recreation programs for kids or active um active elder adults or anything like that check them out like you can find all of our stuff on our facebook page or our website our website is kind of crappy right now i will be honest we don't like it so but we are active um a lot on facebook but like, I just want other, like, I want the community or the Panhandle area to really know that we serve a lot of different opportunities and programmings and events for anybody and everybody. And they're all pretty much for all ages. And so I know coming up in October, we have a Hocus Pocus in the park. Oh, wow. um, and we have a tree and turf conference. We have breakfast with Santa in December. We have Lego camps. We have uh, coding classes. We have Rubik's cube classes. We have all kinds of fun, fun things that everybody can enjoy. It's just, I know we're not getting the word out there. So that's what's next for my work, right? That's what mm -hmm. I want others to know. And like I said, that also takes me restructuring and rebranding what Emerald Parks is and telling our story to everybody to know what we do or what we can bring or what, you know, so that's, that's what's really next for me and my work. That's awesome. A lot of great things are coming up. It sounds like for you and it sounds like everything's coming up aces for you. So, yes. um, so thank you for coming on the podcast. Do you, um, you said you're trying to get the word out there for everything that all these events that are coming up or anything like that. So yes, is there anything like social media wise for people who may tune into this podcast that they can go check out right now? Or is there anything out yet or people like accounts um, will follow? Nothing will be, nothing will be out yet until the end of like mid September is when we're going to start pushing all of our fall events. Mm -hmm. um, but right now we do have our, our Thompson pool will be open through the month of August on the weekends weekends only and then for uh september we don't have much going on but if you ever want to do like if anybody um wants to just go check out our facebook page that'd be great and if they have any questions they can always message us and i'll be more than willing to help them out with whatever they might have um but other than that a lot of our stuff won't start till october again we just finished our summer season so that's about it awesome 
uh, Gloria, I had a great time doing this podcast. So thank you for coming on again. I had a lot of fun. So um, yeah, so thank you for coming on and hopefully everybody has a great rest of their weekend listening to this. So Gloria, um, come back on anytime you want to. So thank you for having me. Awesome. Or, thank you for coming on. So, Perfect. Thank you, thank you so much, Carter. See you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.